Okay, 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 stop, stop the drums, stop the drums. Ah, yeah, welcome back, folks. This is the Jimble Show, episode 5. Um, did you guys like the new intro change? <laughs> uh, I changed it because to make the intro music that you guys are used to, you need at least four band members to play in harmony. And, well, I'm not making any profits here. There's no gains that I'm earning. Uh, so we had to let three of the four band members go. Uh, for budget purposes, so we're only left with the drummer, who, uh, thanks for staying on, <laughs> this is more charity work, and that's why we changed the intro, hope you guys like it, make more money and bring back the music as it was before, uh, but to go on, I'm jet lagged, you guys, it's been more than a week since I came back from Spain, but I'm still jet lagged, a lot, actually. I think my body is making its way back from Spain to Singapore because right now I'm sleeping at around 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. And I used to sleep in Singapore at around 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. And when you calculate that, uh, it seems like my body is currently in the L.A., uh, the California time zone. And eventually I'm sure it'll make its way across the Pacific Ocean and find its way back to moi. But for now, yeah, I'm jet lagged, which is why I slept uh, like a baby last night. Just kind of randomly fell asleep and woke up crying. Yeah, so just like a baby. Uh, did, how'd you guys sleep? Uh, happy Wednesday, you guys. Hope you guys had a good night's rest before facing the hump of this week. Uh, on my personal news, I came out as a podcaster a few days ago. I advertised this very show on my Instagram story while I was half delirious at 4 a.m. in the morning. I don't know what propelled me to do this. It was one of those things that I did it and I woke up and I kind of regretted it. But I've gotten some messages from my friends who checked it out after seeing the story. And, you know, some people said it was funny. Some people said they didn't know that I was up to something like this. I've gotten a lot of encouragement, so I'm feeling happy and excited. I'm feeling very grateful to have the friends that I have uh, supporting this little side project thing that I'm doing. Um, so I think I got around two or three new listeners, I think, when I was looking at the statistics, which adds up to, you know you know what, it's, it doesn't matter what it adds up to. Um, you know, uh, Jesus had 12 followers, one, unfo one unfollowed him later on, and he was fine. He was content. Um, so why shouldn't I be content? You know? Ah. Anyways, uh, on my personal news, on an, another thing that I did is I got new headphones. Headphones, as the Aussies call it. I got new headphones because, well, uh, the one that I usually use broke while I was in Spain. It was uh, Powerbeats 3, or Cubed. It looks like it's Cubed when... The way the three is very small. But yeah, they have this hook that goes on the back of your ears. And it just snapped while I was taking it out of the bag. Granted, it's about two years old. But I feel like that's no justification for something to snap easily like that. So I reverted back to getting an over-the-ears headphone. Because uh, that's the kind of guy I am. I am a very uh, over-the-heads kind of guy. Even though it makes me look kind of ridiculous. That's what I like. It feels more comfortable, I guess. But yeah, that's what I was looking for. And I traveled uh, to three different stores. 
the first one I went to was bizarre. Because, first of all, it wasn't a sketchy place. The neighborhood wasn't sketchy at all. It wasn't the center of Singapore. But the shopping center that I walked into, it had tapes on windows. Uh, the tapes, the masking tapes would make an X. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. But it wasn't an X. Apparently, people do that to prevent their windows from shattering uh, during tycoons and hurricanes and such. Or if someone tries to throw a rock at your window, like, I don't know, I've definitely seen this in uh, less uh, developed parts of New York, per se. So, yeah, I don't know, a lot of the windows had those where it was completely blackout coded with their logos representing something like a character from League of Legends. Yeah, I was definitely in a weird headphone store, headphones. Uh, so I went in. And it was a sliding door that creaked. Uh, that should have been a red flag. But I went in there anyways. And this girl who looks like she's definitely younger than me was sitting there looking at some drama or something on her phone. And she gave me a very judgmental look. And, you know, when someone gives you a really judgmental look for a period of time, you start getting so insecure that you say some dumb shit that you would never say in any other logical situation. Because I opened the door, I walked into that headphone store, and I got that look, and I said to her, Do you guys sell headphones here? Which is the dumbest question you could possibly ask in a headphone store. There's headphones lined up right in front of me. That's like walking into a restaurant and saying, Hey, do you guys sell food here? Can we eat here? I don't know if you guys also had this kind of a thing walking into another store, but I have definitely <laughs> experienced it here. So that was the second red flag. The third red flag is when I went in there and I asked her, I told her what I want. I wanted a wireless noise canceling headphone. Uh, and she was looking around like, ah, oh, let's see. And they had 13 headphones in there, 13. And she couldn't memorize 13 of them, I guess, because she began looking around and she was like, ah, oh, I think, I think this one is wireless. And I think this one is wireless as well. So I asked her, oh, are they both noise canceling? She's like, yeah, yeah, they should be. They should be. They should be. What do you mean they should be? Like it's meant to be noise canceling, but it could possibly not be out of some Russian roulette gambling sort of thing. So I, anyways, I took one and I asked her what the price is. And then, <laughs> I'm not shitting you on this. She, she Googled the price under the computer and came back to me and said, oh, that one's $450, which is way out of my budget to begin with, but I just wanted to play it around with it, right? So I asked her, like, how do you activate noise canceling on this one? <laughs> she just looks at me and she goes to the stockroom, takes a box of it out, straight up opens it, takes out the manual and begins studying it while I search for the exact same thing on my phone. So picture, that girl and me sitting at the same table, just one has a manual in hand. Me, I'm on my phone checking it through. Like, listen, I didn't walk into that store to relive my days of doing group projects or being a study buddy or being a tutor for anyone. I walked in there because I wanted an information about a certain set of headphones easier I could so that I could try it. Not to... you. you 
this is this is why I was trying to get noise canceling headphones, because these kind of people, these are the kind of people that I'm trying to tune out, and that's why I'm getting noise canceling headphones because I don't like to hear these kind of people talk. You know what I mean? Because she said it should be noise canceling to the second set of headphones, and when I looked it up on Google, it said it's a great headphone, but it's not noise canceling, and that's the catch. And she straight up told me that it is noise canceling, so I don't know what I'm supposed to make of this situation. So I think I'm kind of justified in shitting on her about this. Either way, the second story I went to was pretty cool. Ah, uh, as soon as I walked in, completely different caliber, completely professional, high class. I walk in, a guy comes up to me like an Apple genius, quote unquote genius. He comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, uh." What kind of headphones are you looking for? Okay, actually, he's not Australian. Uh, he, he said, what kind of headphones are you looking for? And I told him, uh, I'm looking for whatever. And he led me to a bar where I could sit on a bar stool. And he brought out four different headphones that fit my specs and the budget. And I could just freely try them on and decide for myself. So, yeah, the, the headphones that I got are from Sennheiser. I think that's how you pronounce the brand. I got them from that brand and from that store because it was so fantastic. I would definitely recommend it to everyone who's listening to this podcast. But first of all, they didn't pay me. And second of all, none of you guys live in Singapore. So there's really no point in doing that. Another big news is Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is coming to an end. Uh, The last week's episode was also under fire. Because of having a Starbucks cup in one of the scenes, noticeably. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but I definitely didn't notice it the first time I was watching it. So I don't really see that being as relevant. Obviously, it's out of place. It's a mistake. But if you sit in an editing room for like like hundreds of hours, you're bound to miss something. And I think I can give them a break on that one. You know, it's the first mistake they made. I think it's a way bigger mistake to dimly lit your episode so that no one could see what is one of the most anticipated episodes. They took they took 55 days to film the Battle of Winterfell and it was too dark for people to see it. That's like going into a burger joint when you're starving, asking for a burger and you got a burnt burger that you can barely eat. Like granted it'll fill your tummy, but it's also like what you waited so long to get this burger and it's all burnt and it's like it does the job but i don't know that's that's my take on it uh let me see today's guest is william barr if you guys aren't familiar with who william barr is he is the attorney general of the united states of america i am very 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 honored to have him as a guest on the show today and this is probably the first high-profile guest that I'm inviting onto the show. It's crazy. It's bizarre. I know I said I won't invite high-profile people and I'll keep it uh, the show between me and the people that I know who are definitely not famous, but it was just so hard not to take up on this opportunity. Granted that uh, Mr. Bill here has been under fire by the House of Congress and the media for the way he interpreted the Miller Report, um, I hate, I, I, I hate to be shitting on the guest before he comes out. And I'm, I'm glad to have him on as guest because I will introduce what he's going through and he can 
finally put out what he thinks of the situation and justify why he did what he did. And I think that'll clear his name up pretty well. So what happened with William Barr is he got he was the guy that was that got the Mueller report, uh, the very person uh, who got it before anyone else, the 412 page report, I think. And he summarized it in a four page letter. And he's, you know, presented it to the public, uh, said what he had to say, saying that uh, Trump uh, definitely didn't collude with Russia for the 2016 election. And there he basically that he should be exonerated. Um, so that was a thing until they released the full Miller report and the wording in there kind of went against his words. And, uh, well... Yeah, so every the Democrats are fighting with him, trying to trying to get him, but uh, that's the kind of situation our guest is facing right now. Um, let's see if he has anything to say. I hope, I really hope he has good reason, and I'm sure he does. Uh, so we'll get to him after the ad break. So uh, commercial break, and then the interview. And some other news in the world that I'm very excited to share with you. I'm taking a more of a uh, news slash political approach to this show. I hope you guys like it. And we'll be back after the ads. Humans tend to make mistakes. I know I've made mistakes. I mean, geez, everybody has made mistakes, right? Prevent it by using your conscience. Start your day off by checking yourself once. Hesitating is intoxicating. Uh, Keep yourself on the logical side of things by doubting yourself. Think again. Think to yourself, what would Jesus do? Your conscience. Get yours today for free by regretting and realizing your conscience. Alright, thanks for joining us back on the Jimble Show. Uh, We are ready to have William Barr as our guest, the Attorney General of the United States of America, Lady and... what? What? What'd you... Wait? He's a no-show? He's not... He's not... He's straight up not here. No, what do we... What do we do? We, we have no... What? He didn't show up to Congress either? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, okay. Sorry for that, you guys. Uh, So, it turns out... Mr. Barr is not... Here he bailed. He's a no-show. Uh, he's he's apparently done that a few days ago with the House of Representatives, and he's done it to me as well. Now now I don't feel bad about shitting on him so much. I mean, this guy's been under fire for lying to Congress in public. Not okay because it's one thing to misinterpret a report because. To throw him a bone, he received a 412-page report that he had to summarize in four pages. And mind you, apparently the Mueller report didn't have a conclusion. It didn't have a verdict on whether Trump should face charges or not. It doesn't really clearly say anything, but it leaves out the possibility of him having committed obstruction of justice. Uh, But that doesn't mean... William Barr has the rights to, to to give a verdict. But on the other hand, I guess Mueller kind of 
through that responsibility at a bar like it's a hot potato. So that to throw my bone, there's that. But <laughs> I mean, okay, if if Mueller, the guy who made the report, writes you a letter saying that he's not happy with what you summarized, I think that's pretty that's pretty accurate of you not doing what you're supposed to do and having done it wrong. But when he was asked in Congress uh, whether he knew uh, whether he knew Mueller uh, is with him on this view or not. He answered, I don't, this is a quote, I don't know whether Mueller supported my conclusion. This is a quote. And this was after he received that letter, which is freaking bizarre. That's straight up lying to the Congress. (laughs) So he's in trouble. That's probably why he's not here. Because he's going through so much fire. Nah, it's because this show doesn't matter. At all. Uh, Anyways, uh, to be fair, uh, no. No, yeah, it's just because this show is so relevant. Yeah. Uh, just a fun fact, though. Apparently on the Mueller report, uh, Trump told people that work for him to literally do things that would be obstruction of justice. But a lot of people said that it's crazy shit. And <laughs> straight up didn't do it. Thank God they didn't, or else this would be, this would be very unfortunate right now. It's like, it's like my English teacher in high school, who read a report, or a book. Let's say they read like Catcher in the Rye or something, um, and they'd be like, "No, I read it this way, but uh, the student's way is wrong. So whatever you have to say on this report is no more than a B because you're interpreting it a different way than I have." Uh, what kind of an analogy can I think of for this? It's like, it's like you're discussing to kill a mockingbird. With uh, with William Barr, and William Barr is telling you uh, that after he read the t- uh, read the Killing Bird, Killing Bird, after he read To Kill a Mockingbird, he said that the book is not about racism in America, and me saying no, this book is kind of about racism in America and the justice system. Kind of, that's the whole point of the book. But William Barr, what he's saying is no, nowhere. On this book, does it explicitly say that it's about racism or calls anyone a racist? Like when, in the scene when Scout shows up to talk to her classmate's dad in the racist mob, it's like William Barr would argue that that's not an act of racism. That just questioned whether their behavior was okay. But me, like I'd be like, you see, they're, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. They're questioning whether their behavior is, is okay because they're, they're racists, and their moral conscience is saying it's not right. But he would say, but they never said it was racism. And so I stand by what I had to say. It's like kind of his stance. Not 100% accurate, but you get what I mean. This is the kind of nonsensical conclusion that William Barr is putting forth. And now he's chickening out and skipping, con- <laughs> skipping going to the House of Congress. So apparently Democrats are putting to a vote on charging William Barr with contempt of Congress, and I hope, I hope he gets charged because he skipped out on this show and ruined my show that makes zero profit and has barely any viewership. Uh, anyways, let's let's jump on to other more casual topics, shall we, than, than politics. Uh, I actually don't like talking about politics because, well, since I was young, 
my dad has said, you don't talk about money, you don't talk about religion, and you don't talk about politics with people you just met or don't know very well, especially. And that's because you can see why, because that's, uh, that's topics that could lead people to judge someone in a certain way quickly and inaccurately, maybe. It just puts a label on them. And I hope you guys don't do the same, because this is just me talking about it um, uh, on the fly, uh, seeing how I take it. Um, I'm sure you guys have your own views, you guys might have different views, and you guys might have thought my analogy was wrongly done. But uh, throw me a bone here, man. This is my first time trying it, and well, I'm not making any money off of this, so I don't really see why I should deal with haters either. Okay, so next news. Uh, there was a video on Facebook that went slightly viral of a man who was trying to paraglide on his vacation with his wife, except he his clip was not clipped in properly, so when the paraglide took off, he slowly but surely began slipping and you see throughout this three minute video him like clinging on to the instructor that was flying with him for dear life one hand on the bar one hand on the instructor's back shirt and then it like goes down he's like grabbing his thighs his 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 calf like just holding on for dear life and it's very very thrilling to watch you're very you get very concerned immediately but the paraglider, uh, the instructor lands the plane as quick as possible. Is that what you call it? A plane? Or whatever, the vehicle. And the guy apparently um, didn't suffer too much damage. Like, he's alive, and I don't think he broke anything. But yeah, uh, I watched that video and I thought to myself, wow, that was a miracle. That was... I'm really glad he survived, and at the same time, I was like, why do I care about this? But anyways, so I went into the comment section of it, because that's where all the fun lies, right? Like, the video where the content you see usually is the tip of the iceberg, like a sampler. <laughs> and then when you click on the comment section, that's where the real fun lies. So I, so I clicked on the comment section and saw some top comments. And there was a huge war between, I guess, the, the atheists and the casually religious, I guess, because so many people were posting, oh, thank God he survived. Thank the Lord. And the atheists are like, I don't really understand why you're thanking God. It's just upper body strength. And the 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 other people who wrote, thank God, didn't really fight back as much, but that's such an asshole thing to do for atheists. I'm, I mean, I'm not religious, but if you, that's picking a fight. That's like, if I said I liked Game of Thrones, and you didn't like it, and I just said, I really enjoyed uh, last week's episode of Game of Thrones, and you just butt in being like, that's the stupidest show ever, I know so many other better shows, and with so much aggression, and completely like stomping on what you think, and religion is amped up to a whole different degree, these people, like, it's religion. What more can I say? And you're questioning that immediately. This is why atheists also get a bad rap. Bad rep. And this goes similarly with feminists too. Because fem feminism is such a great movement from my, uh, my perspective. You know, equal rights for women? Yeah, of course. But some people took it so far that the whole movement got a bad rep. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to go on a tangent and like ranting about it. All I'm saying is the internet is a dangerous place. And if you are the type of person who get into a comment war, you're probably not worth much. Uh, you're probably leaving comments on there because no one listens to you in real life. <laughs> that probably hit hard for some people. Uh, this is not 2005 anymore, man. Like, if you get involved in a comment war, you ha you stand for nothing. You're just like a bigot, probably. I've never I've never looked at a comment section and went and gotten enlightened by something. You get what I mean? Yeah, we should stop this. Anyways. Uh, Kentucky Derby also happened last week. The Kentucky Derby, the one time people care about horse racing. <laughs> uh, this one was fun, though. I didn't watch, obviously, because I don't care. But the Kentucky Derby, the 145th race, uh, for the first time ever, uh, the first race horse was disqualified for interfering with the other horses in the last uh, cycle, do you call it? The last uh, circle-y thing that they do. Uh, the words are escaping me. But yeah, it got disqualified. And it had a completely uh, different outcome for everyone who bet on the game. Uh, take horses out, put in the Democratic candidates in, and you see Hillary Clinton. Okay, I know I shouldn't go there. But what I found astounding about this is no one cared about how the racer felt. I mean, this guy is someone that... Literally was in the race. This is Toby Maguire in Seabiscuit. But no one cared because they just put money in it. All the celebrities were there. These horses. You don't even know the horses' names, do you? Like maybe the first uh, place horse that got disqualified because it's in the news. But one of the horses' name is straight up improbable. That's the name of the horse. That's... <laughs> I've never seen such front advertising. That's more information. That's PSA, not advertisement. It's this is improbable. You know, <laughs> this horse is is improbable to win. So you should probably not bet on this horse, or I guess bet on it if you want really big winnings. Uh, I don't think that horse had slim chances though. I think it was like one out of sixteen or something, whereas the other horses were one out of thirty. But still. Compare this to Seabiscuit, symbol of hope and perseverance during the Great Depression. What is what is this horse supposed to represent? What is that a symbol of now? Disqualified in a race of candidates for cutting corners near the end. I can only think of Hillary Clinton. Uh, pop culture news. <laughs> uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. The trailer has dropped on YouTube, I think more than a week ago now, and the internet lashed back saying Sonic doesn't look like that, and it has a disturbing human mouth that looks like the old annoying orange YouTube channel team worked on the film with them. And everyone complained people were threatening to make petitions until the director admitted uh, in a tweet that he will, he will listen to the people and recreate the look of Sonic to fit their needs, and which is very mature. I was very surprised, everyone was surprised at this mature take, and everyone applauded the director for taking the criticism well. Now, that taken, I think everyone deep down knows that Sonic the Hedgehog's problem isn't necessarily his looks. He changes looks, uh, you can, you know, sometimes you look at a trailer and you can already tell it's gonna be a shitty film. Yeah, uh, you change Sonic's looks. Uh, you're not going to get more money just because you did it, buddy. Unless, 
unless you hide <laughs> you hold off on what sonic looks like until the actual release so no more trailers no more marketing you have to go to the theaters to see how they changed sonic's appearance now that could be good marketing but <laughs> but we're looking at it just from the trailer itself we're looking at a guy who can who moves so fast that like nine million bullets are coming at you and you're playing marimba with it to dodge it but somehow the same supersonic guy can't dodge a tranquilizer dot shot by a local sheriff it doesn't make sense it's like <laughs> it's like you're dating a girl right it's like you're dating a girl and the girl comes up to you and try to tries to break up with you and she just says like i just it's just that i can't um it's just that i can't with your anime obsession it wears me out so i'm sorry we have to break up and you listen to her and you're like okay uh, I'm, I'm gonna come back and you go back and you cleanse yourself of all anime i guess and the weeaboo shit and you come back a completely different man and you go back to your uh ex and you're like hey uh Jeez, I don't know, Stephanie. Uh, I've changed myself, and here I am. Why do will you have me back? And she looks at you, and she goes, "No, it's actually just the way you look. <laughs> you you polish a turd. It's still a turd, buddy. Is all I'm saying. I'd be, I, I mean, I'd be happily be surprised if Sonic the Hedgehog became a great film, but I'm willing to bet my left arm. Ha." Actually, take that back. I'm not going to gamble. I've seen what happens with the Kentucky Derby. I'm not going to gamble. Uh, so I will say I'll just be happily surprised if Sonic the Hedgehog turns out to be a great film. But I really don't think it will be. Alright. Uh, to close the episode, I decided that I'll take 100 speed dating questions and answer it with brutal honesty and on the spot. I uh, figured it would let you to get to know more about me. And, you know, uh, you like, you start relating to the host more and you start enjoying the show more, I feel like. So, completely brutal honesty about myself out in the open, as if I'm seeing a shrink, I guess. And hope you guys like what comes out of it and don't get too judgmental. I have feelings too. Alright. Uh, first question to start off in the speed dating series is... What shows do you watch religiously? That's a great question. Uh, well, right now, as I mentioned before, Game of Thrones. I did start Grey's Anatomy recently because a friend suggested it. Um, but aside from that, not much. I think that's about it at the moment. I don't really watch or follow a lot of shows. But I can tell you the shows that I really obsessed with before. It's uh, Breaking Bad. I know that a lot of you guys like that. I, I was so into Breaking Bad that I got their, uh, I don't want to say box set, but the limited edition <laughs> collectible uh, Breaking Bad Blu-ray set of from season one to season six. Uh, everything in Blu-ray, it's, it's in a barrel, like the money barrel that they used in Breaking Bad and has a special feature Blu-ray in it and everything. And I'm pretty sure that was like my graduation gift. No, 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 it's not. It's the for the birthday. This is my birthday gift from my parents. Yeah, so you can tell how much I like Breaking Bad. I was actually number one in Quiz Up. I don't know if you guys remember that Quiz Up app, but I was number one nationally in Breaking Bad in Singapore 
for all the trivias, so I was completely obsessed with that. But I think uh, TV show-wise, the very first one I watched was How I Met Your Mother. Uh, that's the, the sitcom that got me into the world of TV dramas. Uh, well, sitcoms, dramas, shows, same thing. And then I moved on to Doctor Who, kind of a change in genre. Uh, it was actually really good at the time. I really liked the writing in it. Uh, but then it got kind of weird as they changed the writer from Stephen Moffat to... No, 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 Stephen Moffat made it weird. And I had also followed Sherlock religiously, uh, which is done by the same writer. But that also got kind of weird near the end, and I'm pretty sure the series is finished. So, <laughs> that's over. Doctor Who's still going on, but it's too weird for me to see. I actually like Doctor Who enough to travel to Wales. Where are they? No, no, no I can't believe I said Wales. It's Cardiff. I traveled to Cardiff where the, where they have the studio that they shoot Doctor Who in. And, and I traveled inside and got to see the exhibition and where they film it and all that uh that's how much i was in, i was a super fan per se <laughs> same goes to the sherlock uh filming location the 221b baker street it's uh i forget the name of it but there's a specific street it has a breakfast place next to it uh you see it in the tv show it's called speedy's cafe it has very cheap and very great breakfast food um so you guys should definitely check it out if you guys are ever in London. Sitcom wise though, I I mean I did like The Office a lot. I will say that was that was a whole I've never binged watched something so hard in such a short amount of time. <laughs> I think that's all I did. I woke up, I began watching The Office as I brushed my teeth, washed watched The Office while eating breakfast. Like everything that I did in the day had watching The Office uh, next to it so yeah the office i also watched friends uh didn't really get as much of a kick out of it just because it's not my type of humor but i also really enjoyed it what else what else uh parks and rec parks and rec i also enjoyed uh wasn't as emotionally invested but yeah these are the shows that i've been very very obsessed about and me being korean i've also watched a few korean dramas <laughs> uh represent uh, but yeah, I don't think any of you guys would know what I'm talking about. So that's the answer I'll give. These are the shows that I watch religiously. If you guys have any recommendations, let me know. I am definitely looking forward to the next show to get attached to since Game of Thrones is ending. I know there isn't, there aren't going to be any shows that will triumph over what Game of Thrones has to offer me. But, hey... Uh, this is a, like a once-in-a-generation show. I've actually started reading A Game of Thrones, the book, because I heard it starts deviating. Uh, it's different, you know. I think after like season four or something, or five, the story kind of takes a different path, and I wanted to get more. Here's the thing about me. When I get into something, I get really into it. And what can I say? I, you know what? Just because I have the time, and we're talking about TV shows, and I'm on Game of Thrones... Here's my theory on Game of Thrones and what I think will happen, okay? I think, I think, uh, in the next two episodes, Cer Cersei is bound to die because there's that oracle that says that she's going to have, like, so, and so many children, but, like, all of them will die. She will sit on the throne until someone prettier than her comes, and, you know, clearly that's Daenerys. So I know Cersei's gonna die. Oh yeah, there's also that part where it says um, 
her brother will choke the life out of her. So I know either Tyrion or Jaime will kill her. So I know Cersei's going to die. But I also feel like Daenerys uh, is going to die because Daenerys is currently paint, painted as someone that's not necessarily a nice protagonist. You see the tyrant, tyrannical, uh, batshit crazy side of her. You see the Cersei parallelism going on between them two. It's like crazy ass bitch versus crazy ass bitch right now. And Jon is kind of in the middle. So... Okay, so TV show-wise, I feel like Jon Snow could uh, sit on the throne just because, you know, people are shifting sides. And I feel like they have enough momentum to do that within the next two episodes. And he would, he would as uh, Tyrion, no, no, no Var Lord Varys put it, be the fitting man to sit on the throne and also take care of the North and the Wildlings. He's the only guy really fit for the throne. But... There is that theory that Tyrion is actually a Targaryen. There's a bunch of stuff that supports this. If you're not familiar with the theory, I will inform you now. Uh, it's always been a theme that Tywin has said to Tyrion, you are no son of mine, and always disowned him as a son, and that one of his like greatest, like nicest things that he's ever done is to raise him like he's his own son. I know that's very little to go off of, but you think back... To the days of the Mad King, um, the Mad King loved Tywin's wife, which is Tyrion's mom, and she had visited King's Landing because there was some tournament or something. And a year later, Tyrion was born. And in the book, Tyrion is sh shown to have purple eyes or whatever, uh, which is significant for of the Targaryens. And even in the show, you see him petting a dragon. And the dragon just lets him pet him. Which only a Targaryen has ever been able to do in the show and in the books. And if Tyrion was born out of, you know, uh, like I'm guessing the Mad King raped the wife of Tywin Lannister. But once that happened, um, obviously it was tough for Tywin to raise Tyrion like his son. And that's why he always says, you're no son of mine. And this kind of draws a parallel to what Jon Snow has gone through as a bastard. And even you see in the Targaryen's flag and symbol, there is always three dragons. Uh, three dragon heads, I should say. And there were three dragons and three dragon heads in the logo. There's three, three, three. So I feel like Daenerys and Jon aren't the only ones. Tyrion is also a Targaryen. It just hasn't been shown yet in the books or in the show. But I feel like he secretly is. And the TV show doesn't have enough time to prove it, but I feel like in the books, uh, Daenerys uh, and Jon may go, and Tyrion may sit on the throne after all. And so he has a thing with Sansa, so that would take care of the North as well, because Sansa sits in the North, and they're like they trust each other. So yeah, that's how I see. That's my Game of Thrones theory. Um, that may not have been sufficient enough for some of you, but for me, it makes complete sense. I feel like <laughs> he's the heir to the throne and it really comes full circle with him being absolutely nobody to becoming this great man sitting on the throne. I don't know. I have a soft spot for Tyrion, so I might be a little um little biased. But anyhow, yeah. That's um that's where I am. Not saying that I'm completely right uh as the sponsor of the show today. 
uh, said, hey, you got to think twice. You're probably wrong. Uh, got to think with my conscience. Uh, but yeah, that's where I am. Thanks for joining us on the, or me, joining me on the fifth episode of the Jimble Show. Hope you guys liked what I had to say. That took a show in a new direction, sort of. And hope you had fun. And, well, this is an ad spot, so... Remember, folks, uh, don't trust yourself. Always doubt yourself and wonder what it's like to be wrong. Always think of the worst. Your conscience. Uh, Brought to you by your conscience. Okay, I'll see you guys next week.